Are you ready to rewind? Take a nostalgia-filled ride back to a simpler time. It's Acid Wash Memories, a retro pop culture celebration. And now your hosts, Joe Morata and Michael Quinn. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number 17 of Acid Wash Memories, a retro pop culture celebration. And today we're talking about action figures. My name is Joe Morata. Along with me, of course, is the original G.I. Joe, Michael Quinn. How you doing there, Michael? Hi. Yo, Joe. Yo, right? Joe. That's me. That's, that's, that's you. They say yo, Joe. They, they do say yo, and we want to say yo to all you guys, I guess. Sorry. Keep keep listening, please, uh, for listening <laughs> to us here on Acid Wash Memories. If this happens to be your first episode, we have 16 other ones available in our archives, Michael Quinn. Yeah, the archives. The archives. And uh, you can pick a topic that you like, and you can listen to it. That's the whole point of the show. We celebrate the past here in a fun way, in a humorous way, and we really do thank you guys for being with us here. Hey, if you have a Twitter, you can follow us there at AWM. Podcast. That's AWM Podcast on Twitter. And if you still have a Facebook account, you can actually join in the fun over there because our Facebook group, Quinn, the Acid mm-hmm. Wash Memories group on Facebook, it's very, very calm, right? Yeah, and- it's calm. It's transient depending on the topic. You know, we did that 16th bit, so everyone's getting their video game on yes. recently. Good point. It's fluid. Some Wheel of Fortune content Wheel of Fortune, yep. has been posted as well. And no, there's no arguments. There's no confrontation. It's just no. a really fun time. It's just for funsies. It's just for funsies. So is this show. So if you like it, why don't you check it out? Acid Wash Memories on Facebook. But today, we mm-hmm. are talking about something that I think everyone listening to this show has played with. Yes. Perhaps collected Yes. Maybe still collects or uh-huh. has, right? And of course, what we're talking about is action figures. Action figures. Not a doll. Not dolls. Yeah. So it's a doll with a gun and a sword. Action figure. Like I said, a doll with a gun and a sword. And action figures have been, to use my word here, ubiquitous uh, yes. for year for half a century. I mean, even the kids today have the action figures. The kids today do. The adults today do. People love, I guess, the colorful nature of these things, the the way that they represent characters that maybe they've watched on television or in Mm -hmm. movies, Quinn. Yeah. Do you think that uh, most kids go through an action figure phase? I would think think so, right? I think they do. Even the dolls like Barbie turned in, they're essentially an action figure. They are. It's all the same concept. Yeah. And the concept is giving kids something to do with their imagination. Right. The concept is also getting kids to bug their parents to buy things. Yep. And it's also a little bit of like adding a level of realism, something you can hold in your hand that looks like the actual thing right. that you're into. That look, yeah, it's a, like a reasonable representation of what you're watching or what you're obsessed with yeah. at that given maybe, time or maybe whatever. Maybe a character in a book you read or a comic book or something. Yeah. You know, like they've done action figures for like everything. For all sorts of things. It's Bionic Bigfoot. And by no means is this episode supposed to be an exhaustive list of every action figure line this and all of its variants. wash collectibles. Okay? Right, no, but that could be a good spinoff. Yeah. <laughs> this is not meant to offend those in the collecting community by omitting things, and this is not meant to skip over anyone's childhood. Uh, we are simply providing a fun celebration of action figures. But obviously, to get to action figures, we have to get to the history of action figures. Quinn, what's a toy? Well, a toy is something that a child plays with. It could be a ball and a cup. <laughs> Could be a baby doll, right. uh, you know, all sorts of those old, old ye old toys. Uh, a hoop and a stick. Hoop and a stick. <laughs> One of that, those, all right? that nonsense. Yes. Yeah, anything that um, kids can have fun with, amusement. Exactly. Skip it. 
<laughs> Bop it also. Bop it, yeah. I'm Mr. Bucky. And we know you guys know what toys are. This is just jump a, rope. This is <laughs> jump rope. This is just a way to set up the history here. Dolls obviously are where action figures derived from, and dolls in general have been around since there's like documentation of these since the BCs, like, yeah, like 200 Egyptian BC. times, yeah. and so they find them in like you know preserved fossilized. They do or whatever, though, yeah, because kids were still kids, man. I mean, they they had to play with something, right? right. What are they gonna do? Yeah. I mean, honestly, there's no TV to watch because they don't yeah. have cable any. Egypt. Stop. Back in those days, I mean, I guess the parents had to, like, sew them out of cloth or something. I think, and straw. And give them the kids. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, paper dolls was a popular thing. But in terms of um, how we got where we wound up being is we went from the dolls of that time that were made of clay, wood, mm-hmm. really, like all sorts of things carved. Uh, even in ancient Greece, you know, Greco-Roman times, if you will, in Greece and yeah, Rome. they had all their favorite Greek wrestlers. Yeah, like, like Ric Flair yeah. and Hercules. Yeah. And more modern, quote-unquote, dolls came about, in, uh, especially in Western Europe, in the latter part of the 1800s. But meanwhile, there was also a related figure, if you will, known as the Toy Soldier. Ah, yes. And these were popular as far back as the 1700s. Now, now would you say that these are like the other side of, you know, there's no action here. They're just figurines, right? Literally figurines, yes. It's like like there was the doll where the arms move and the legs move. Articulated doll, yeah. the the figurine, on the other hand, was just like, it's in a pose. It's It's, it's just, it's a thing. It's basically a small statue. Right, It really is. Uh, And that is what kind of what the Toy Soldiers were. And they were made of like tin and lead compounds. Oh yeah, back in the 1700s. And then, but by the time you get to the 50s, they're made of plastic. Yeah, and and then they have new outfits. They're not in the 18th century garb. Right, they anymore. updated their gear, of course. Yeah. Uh, and those also gave way to the plastic or rubber army men figures. Mm-hmm. We've seen army men. You know those tiny little green things that you know you yeah. just set up and play around with for the kids. But the real game changer in the doll community yes there's a doll community the dollhouse if you will yeah ha, ha, ha. sorry was a, a young lady by the name of barbara millicent roberts also known of course as barbie doll i didn't even know that that was her full name in canon well we're here to educate yeah. quinn uh, this of course was produced by mattel and it was designed by a lady named ruth handler released in 1959 barbie dressed for swimming fun is only three dollars her lovely fashions range from one to five dollars and did you know this? Barbie was actually based on an existing German-produced doll known as hmm. Build Lily. Interesting. And it was basically an Americanized version now, of that. Now, my understanding of Barbie is, like, it's more detailed than a traditional, like, girl's doll, for example. Like like a Raggedy Andy kind of situation. Raggedy Ann, yeah. yeah. I think it was, I mean, they again, they had had articulated dolls before. Right. But I think it was the marketing. Yeah. It was the cap- Also the advent of plastic. Plastic was a big deal. Plastics made it possible. Right. I mean, that was all, all the rage in the 50s was plastics. And if you think about when Barbie was released, Quinn, 1959, which is when? Post-World War II. The California dream and right. the American dream. Blonde and hair. All American Slim, girl, beautiful, right? Yeah. right? Yeah. And she had this like handsome boyfriend named Ken. Yeah. And then it happened. She met Ken. I'm curious, the girls out there are listening is like, was Ken like an accessory? Yeah, all four of you. Is he like... Oh, the, he's an accessory. What, what I mean by that is like, you know how when, that right. when, when we get turtles in like the sewer or whatever was the accessory? <laughs> like, is Ken like that? You might not have a Ken. Like, you might just only have a Barbie or a bunch of Barbies, but like, you might not have Ken because I don't know you if don't I really want to ask, ask my parents to like 
go waste my Barbie opportunity on that, right? I'm not spending my allowance on fucking Ken. Right, exactly. I mean, he was a hanger-on. Yeah. Let's just call it what it is. No. But anyway, we don't mean to offend any Ken fans out there, so let us know. Yeah. You can tweet at Quinn at AWM Podcast on Twitter. <laughs> Only Quinn. Um, just wondering. But yeah, I mean, obviously, we all know this. Barbie, to this day, literally to this day. The movie's coming out. Yeah, exactly. As of press time here in 2023, Barbie was a craze, a phenomenon, extremely popular because not only was it the factors that we mentioned, such as the American dream and the all-American aspect, it's also the fact that there were so many of them produced with customizable outfits. Yes, and I feel like this is another precedent sent, right? Was this concept of like, you know, usually with these dolls that they would produce before Barbie, you know, they're in one outfit and that's it. They look, That's how they look. That's all it is. In Barbie's case, there's 800 different Barbies. There, You know, different, you know, themes. Superstar going to the Barbie. Beach, yeah. or f- beach a, Barbie, yeah. movie Barbie. Yeah, like whatever. Like Roller skating Barbie. Barbie's doing some other shit today, right? Methamphetamine yeah. Barbie. There's yeah. all sorts of ones. Uh-huh. So Barbie caught on. But what about the boys? What are the boys going to do? Because they can't just be wearing their Davy Crockett hats all the time and shooting slingshots. Yeah, sometimes they're indoors, too, and they, they want to do battle with Barbie. Right. I don't know. You can't be just shooting the neighbor's cat all the live how long How much day. you want to bet they made this because how many parents had to deal with having the brother and sister and the boy, like, flushes Barbie down the toilet? Cuts or her like, hair. Yeah, cuts her hair just to <laughs> piss off his sister, right? Who wouldn't do that? You need, you need to give him something to mess around with so he doesn't bother Barbie. Get that, uh, you know, grade school angst out, right? Right, yeah. Enter Hasbro. Hasbro is a company that I'm sure you guys have heard of. It's a toy company that was founded in 1923 by the Hassenfeld brothers. Mm. That is where we get Hasbro. Gotcha. Hassenfeld brothers. What a bunch of brothers. The more you know, a lot of brothers. And they released the first toy to be marketed as an action figure. Right, because Barbie was still a doll. Oh, even it's though, definitely a doll. Even though she's kind of an action figure. Barbie doll. Though, yeah. You know yeah. I mean? That's what it is. This, of course, in 1964 was the original G.I. Joe. G.I. Joe. When you get G.I. Joe and the authentic G.I. Joe equipment, you'll have the greatest realism, the greatest fun you ever had in playing soldier. Now, original G.I. Joe, he looks a lot like Bart. He just looks like a Ken doll with, right. with army clothes on. Well, like, that, that was the idea. Right? Yeah, 11 and a half inches, mm-hmm. which is uh, about the size. I don't know Barbie's exact size, but roughly the same size. But not only that, there were. it was very similar in the sense that there were different variations with different outfits. You it's could the, remove the clothes. It's literally capitalizing on like the concept that Barbie yeah, did, right? It's 100%. like 100%. One of them's in the, the fatigues, the other one's in like the Navy outfit yeah. and like hazmat why does, why, Yeah, why is one in the hazmat? Well, 50s, right? I guess a nuclear age, right? Yeah, you never know. You'll watch over those commies. <laughs> the fucking hazmat suit. That's wild. But uh, the idea was exactly the same, but I got to give Hasbro all of the credit in the world. Those Hassenfeld brothers, Quinn. Yeah. The marketing. Action figure immediately for those boys of that post-war era. It's like, oh, I'm not playing with dolls. Right. This is an action figure. It's almost like, you know, people would make a joke at it. That's just a doll, right? It was like, yes. Yeah, but it, but <laughs> that's totally like a marketing term. Like, oh, it's an action figure, it's right? It's beautiful, it, though. Because right? it's, then you don't sound like a big wussy. Right. You don't want to be it. a sissy in the yeah. 50s there or the 60s. And another company known as Roscoe Industries partnered with Sears, so I think Roebuck was still mm-hmm. hanging around back then, hmm. uh, partnered with Sears Roebuck in 1965 to capitalize on this, right? I'm, I'm very curious of like what the adoption rate well, was for boys because, again, 
you know what your sister's Barbie looks like by this point, right? Yeah. So you're like, I don't want to play with that, right? Action figure. Yeah, I'm just saying. That's I'm, I'm curious it, how, how they how they how quickly the uptick was here. Extremely quickly, because with Roscoe uh, partnering up with Sears one year later to release uh, an answer to GI Joe, and that of course would be the very famous Johnny Hero. Oh, yeah, so famous. Never heard of him. Now, Johnny Hero, folks. He just looks exactly like G.I. Joe, just with, like, sports gear on. It's pretty much a sports equivalent of G.I. Joe, but here's the difference. They did not call it an action figure. They called it, Quinn, a boy's doll. Uh, Well, that's a mistake right there. Yes. No wonder we never heard of him. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Johnny Hero was basically a guy that could be in all different sports costumes Mm -hmm. because kids like sports. After all, this is the era of, you know, Mickey Mantle and Ted Williams. You got your four sports. You got your basketball, your hockey, your your baseball. And your your fishing. And your fishing. And your fishing. Don't forget fishing. But, I mean, you can put Johnny Hero and all that shit. Yep. And and nobody got it. And nobody really got it. Because he's a doll. Because it's a boy's doll. Uh, Now, the... G.I. Joe line, which would go without saying, but we will say it, was enormously popular. And the original line lasted all the way until 1976. It was 11 oh, and a wow. half inches. Yeah. They didn't change the, the model. Eh? Well, they they kept adding models, but that same line. Yeah, so I mean, to speak. The, the size. Oh, the right. size. Yeah, no, yeah. No. All the way up to 76. And of course, G.I. Joe became popular in its own right as an animated series in the eight, two different animated series mm-hmm. in the 80s. Right. The 80s is the notable one. The right? notable one. Hey, man, who's that weird dude you're talking to, bro? <laughs> My friends are here. Oh, cool. So, let's see you later. <laughs> and that is when uh, Hasbro released the very popular, if you're from our generation, the smaller one, the three yeah. and three quarter inch line, the yeah. articulated like ball joints moving. Yeah. And all so the advantage of these, and I had some of these, was so that like, first of all, I always thought it was interesting that they had like a string in them to keep all the shit together. Yes, so you they can kind of like pull the head apart and stuff, but it wouldn't fall off. But that what that also did was you could turn the head, right? He could look. Yeah, in all directions, right? Because he's an action figure; he's got shit to do, right? He's, <laughs> he's, he's got to he got he got to look over his back if like King Cobra's coming That's after him point. or whatever, yeah, right? Very good point. So, Quinn. so there's that. But not only that is like he can bend his arm so he can make a fist and punch somebody in the face, which, and, he, and, and and same thing with kicking. Like well, you got to kick in the face. Yeah, too. I mean it's hard out he's there. He's got to do karate, you know. Like he's he's got to be able to bend. Cobra's not not going to bend. So right, I mean yeah. you got to kick him in the face. It's here, the G.I. Joe collection. Infantry Trooper. Codename Grunt. Bazooka Soldier. Codename Zap. Motor Soldier. Codename Short Fuse. Uh, and these were launched in 1982 and lasted a long ass time. This these is the, things were fucking durable from my memory. They like, were, and I, they made a million of these things. Like, I'd put this in the toy case or whatever with all my other figures, and he'd always end up at the bottom because he's tiny. Like, the, <laughs> yes. the, the ones that I had or whatever. Of course. But he never broke. Like, a lot of my other figures would break over time, even just from storage, from, like, you know, all the toys just being on top of each yeah. other. But the G.I. Joe, just, even that little guy just doesn't break, man. That's why he's a real American hero. Yeah. Uh, while we're on Hasbro, I should also mention about them. They launched the Transformers line in 1984. Oh, yeah. Uh, concurrent, obviously, with the se- animated now, series that they had going now, on. Now, to me, this is like a step above in complexity, right? 100%. Transformers, more than meets the eye. Transformers from Hasbro. The concept here is the Transformers, if you've never seen them, they, they're... You know, they're cars by day, and uh, they turn into, like, human cars by night. The robo... Anthropomorphic cars by night. The robots in disguise. Yeah, robots in disguise, whatever. (laughs) And they're from, like, space or some shit. Yeah, they might be. But as a toy, though, I mean, this is more complicated, right? I mean, like, this... 
this chick could definitely break. Oh, yeah. If you, you know? snap that in wrong, trying to transform it. Yeah. But how cool is that as a kid? I mean, even my son has some vintage Transformers that somebody gave him. Yeah. He loves them because it's just cool. It is. It's all, it feels like you get two toys in one Correct. on top of it. It's a car. Because when, and- when you're not playing in Transformers world, you can just turn them into like a Jeep or some yeah, shit exactly. and, and then just use them that way. So, I mean, Hasbro had some big hits, and we'll get back to some more things that Hasbro did. We're just going to run through a couple of companies here and the toy lines as we progress. Another very popular toy company uh, from this era was known as Kenner. Yes. And any of the figure collectors or any enthusiasts would know the name Kenner. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were founded in 1946, of course, by the Steiner Brothers. What? Uh, Al- Albert, Philip, and Joseph, not Rick and Scott. Why, why is it not the Kenner brothers? Well, because I think they lived on Kenner Street or near Kenner ah, Street or something. So I, it makes sense when out, you say that. Yeah. They went outside the box or outside right. the house, yeah. as it were. Oh, come on! One of the most famous toys, and this is where, man, I wish we had something like this for boys growing up. The Easy Bake Oven ah, is yes. a Kenner product. Is it? Now, now that was a huge one because, you know, you're cooking. I mean, that, that's a girl's product, though. It is, and that's why I was always... But it's kind of mm. like, you can kind of mix that, though, right? Like, you could get it for the kids. Mick Jerky in it. Yeah, I'm saying you <laughs> I'm could... I'm just get, kidding. I'm saying that the a boy and girl, brother and sister can play with it with each other, right? Yes, absolutely. Because when they're younger, they don't give a shit about any of this boys, girls stuff. Right? I don't think now. Maybe back in the day, you yeah. know, they did back then. But uh, another very popular toy, and I guess this would be considered an action figure. Tell me what you think, Quinn, uh, mm-hmm. produced by Kenner. Stretch Armstrong. Yes, Stretch Armstrong. Did you I, like him? What a great idea for a figure, it. right? It's <laughs> like you just beat the shit out of this <laughs> right? thing, right? You'd, you'd stretch it. You could, you could throw it against the wall because it's like rubber. Yeah. Like it just does it fucking. You know, it'd always be like an experiment. Like, what could we do with them, right? I so love you drop him from Armstrong. like, you drop him out a window, see if he makes it. It's just all sorts of goofy shit. Tie him in a knots and stuff. Yeah. He doesn't care. Yeah. Remember the giant one? You ever see anyone with a giant one that was probably like two feet or oh, something, yeah. or 18 inches? The one, my, I think my friend had one when we used to do, he lived in like a loft apartment we used to do all sorts of weird experiments to see if he could like make it i don't want to know quinn hang him from a string like chuck him like they had like those vaulted ceilings like see if we could like get him up there (laughs) like like, he also later in the 90s had his doggy fetch armstrong i don't know if you remember fetch i don't remember we we didn't have fetch no fetch just stretch yeah just stretch but one big thing for kenner one of the boons for them was in the 70s where they they acquired the license to Star Wars. This is like monumental from yes, my it understanding. Is. It I, is. Again, we were not. It's one of the things that I, I wish I was born a little bit earlier for because the onset of Star Wars sounds like it was like the craziest shit. Here's the thing is that from my understanding of the Star Wars toys is that they were like produced either while the movie was being made or like yes. right afterwards or something. Correct. And it was so out of nowhere, like they didn't expect it to be a hit. The first Christmas, they didn't even have the figures ready yet, so you got like a certificate that said like, like a voucher you, that you had purchased Luke Skywalker or Darth Vader or some shit. Star Wars, you and your children loved it. Now the Earthlings at Kenner have asked my associate and me to present the Star Wars collection. And also, they look like crap because. Again, it's it's the lack of like they probably just didn't have the knowledge when they were making the molds. Well, I don't think like he kind of looks like this, right? They got the license to this a year before the first Star Wars came out, right? In seventy six, this helped fund the movie. Yeah, like this, This them selling this license. The original line was like Stormtrooper, Darth Vader, and Luke Skywalker, Princess Princess Leia, Princess Leia. If you watch the first movie, Uh, Chewbacca, Mm -hmm. of course, got to have Chewie and Han Solo. But these were produced. This Kenner line 
all the way until 85, so a couple years right. past Return of the Jedi. But not only that, Quinn, we mentioned earlier about the three and three quarter inch G.I. Joe. Right. Kenner was the first to do it. This is what started gotcha. that standard. Yeah, I mean, this these were so big from my understanding. Yeah. Like, people older than us just talk about how, like, this was the shit. Star Wars figures. Star Wars figures. Because they, they just kept making, like, more of them, like Boba Fett and all this bullshit. Yeah. The crazy part is that this line or whatever is rare because a lot of them got, like, thrown out. And it was right. before the collecting like they were just toys. They were just kids' toys, right. right? And no, and nobody thought that this would be such a big deal. Right. What's what makes it such a good story, right? And I could be speaking out of turn here, but it might be the first uh, action figure series based on a movie. Maybe a movie or yeah, right? I mean, flat I mean, out yeah, based those, on a movie, those not G.I. a comic Joe's book. In the eighties, were based off the show. Well, yeah, and vice versa. It was right. like all one thing. Yeah, you know, it was concurrent. But yeah. yeah, this. I mean, these were produced because of the movie. But I mean, speaking of other figures that Kenner did, there was the Superpowers collection, was the DC Comics. Ah, yes. And these, I were- mean, uh, you see, I think Star Wars set a trend with licensed, right? That's it's one like, of the big deals. Yeah, right. Is is licensed toys. It feels like they were like off to the fucking races once they figured that. Oh my god, these these just sell like hotcakes. They do, right? Is it, I mean, kids just want them for Christmas. They, you know, if they like DC, yeah. If they like Batman, or they Superman. want they want that shit, right? Right. And Superman had had a movie. These were eighty four to eighty six, by the way. The Superpowers Collection. Superman had had a string of several, you know, yeah. several movies mm-hmm. from seventies. Batman and 80s. later would too. Batman later would, and people still remembered and was probably still replayed the sixties. Uh, they we're TV looking at show. the pictures. Those capes, they definitely had that same style where it's on their like neck like that in like the Batman I had from like the first movie. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah from with the utility yeah. belt and everything. Absolutely. The Superpowers Collection, Superman, Batman, Brainiac, Hawkman, and other figures with power action, each sold separately, new from Kenner. So the Superpowers Collection was in the mid-80s and very popular, and Kenner, they did pretty well for themselves with other lines, such as... You ever hear of the real Ghostbusters show? Oh, yeah. I had these, actually. You had the figures. I absolutely. I was like, I love the Ghostbusters growing up. These figures were really cool, too, because it wasn't... This is the first time I had ever seen figures that had, like, a... You could buy the Ghostbusters, like, house or whatever that is, like, the building they yeah. worked in. Yeah, And my friend had that, and we used to just love that fucking thing. It was tall. Oh, like, really? It, like, it had, like, three stories and shit, and you could put also... Oh, my... Yeah, I, I definitely had these. They were fantastic. Some of them, like, had really cool gimmicks, too, like, that I remember. For example, um, I had an Egon, right, that when you dumped water on him... The slime like spots would appear on his uniform, oh, like, he, like, he got, like he got slime. I've seen that figure, and I was like, it's like stuff like that. It's like it was not common in like toys, like stuff, like things like that. And I just, I always thought these were so cool. These figures, they're really cool. And those of you that might not know the the real Ghostbusters, uh, the figures and the animated series, mm-hmm. kind of one on one, and that was uh, eighty six and ninety one. The show was on, right? It passed well past like Ghostbusters two, yeah, you know ninety one. Mm-hmm. They were still making in the cartoon because it was so friggin' popular. Oh my god. We used to watch it every day in the early yeah. 90s. I mean, it was, it really was. <laughs> I remember even this one had like the accessory figures like Janine and Lewis and yeah. like they're in the picture here. I, I remember that that Lewis figure because his feet are inverted to make him look more dorky. <laughs> yeah. Like it's just so, it was just so goofy, all of them. Ghostbusters! Careful, Janine. This airport's haunted. Relax, Bangler. We're alone. <laughs> wow, great play. So, I mean, Kenner was doing really well. 
and setting some trends. And they actually continued on into the 90s with the Dark Knight collection. And that was the Batman figures that Quinn was alluding to. Right. The very cool like Batman series from the early 90s and mid-90s. That, that specific Batman, I swear like every kid yes, had him. I did. Like everyone had that fucking Batman. And he had bendable knees. Yep. But he didn't have bendable arms, which was weird. But he had this utility belt on a string. You could sling around with him like he was Spider-Man. And that's like why I thought he was so different from the rest of the figures. Did you have the one where uh, he was Bruce Wayne and then the, the Batman costume no, you could put on him? No, he was the only Batman I had because I just, to me, he was Batman. Like, right, like right. Because he was just in the generic like Batman outfit, just right? Just the regular Batman Bat- figure. Yeah, Bat- yeah, he had the cape and, yeah. he, and the utility belt just felt like... I really like dug that aspect of that figure because I didn't have a Spider-Man. Right. And and like he felt like he was Spider-Man, you know? I totally get it. Yeah. Yeah, there was a really cool tie-in with the, you know, the Michael Keaton version yes. from the movie where he was Bruce Wayne. Oh, uh, that's cool. And the costume would come with it. it was, they had some cool stuff, Kenner, honestly. So many cool ideas. Really cool like, it ideas. It felt like a like during that late 80s, early 90s period that they were really like, what can we make a figure of? Yeah. Like, you know, they were just looking for anything. What will a kid want to buy? Right. Want his parents to buy, basically. And not to mention, you're in the golden era of cartoons, right? Because, I mean, this period of time was, not only did you have like Saturday morning, right? But you had afternoon, you had morning cartoons like every stuff. fucking yeah. day yeah like it was just ridiculous it was a fertile ground for this type of thing and, and if there was a cartoon you bet your bottom dollar there was a figure of it absolutely right? like always it didn't matter how stupid the cartoon <laughs> was you know that, that's a good point though uh swamp thing was also made by ken do you remember swamp thing at all yeah Quinn? my friend had one i had swamp thing th- i thought he looked the figure looked awesome i had a like, couple of my, them from my memory swamp thing guardian of the earth they had a couple. They had a glow-in-the-dark. They had a camouflage yeah. one where the green part would turn brown. They had one that collapsed into a heap of, like, goo and stuff. You know what's so funny about Swamp Thing? I just remember the trailer of the movie, but for some reason, we just never saw it. Like, you know, they didn't have it <laughs> at our see, store or I didn't something. See the movie. Like, and I remember we, my friend had the figure, and we were always like, man, we want to see the movie so bad, and we could just never... I still think I haven't seen it to this day. I've never seen it, but I had the figures. And now I want to, like, look the movie up, because I'm like... That was, like, always a one of those, like... Man, I wish we could see this, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> now, as far as Kenner's fate here, while we're on them, they were eventually sold to Tonka in 1987, okay. uh, and they were acquired by Hasbro. Oh, really? Tonka was in 91, but Hasbro kept Kenner as a name until the year 2000, and in the year 2000, they merged their product line in with the Hasbro now, name. I feel getting Kenner, though, if yeah. you think about it right, among toy people, those Star Wars figures are, like, legendary. Right. It's like, I feel like that's really where their name It's like, if you were to make like a line of Star Wars figures now, I feel like you'd want to put Kenner on it just for a like nostalgia sake. Well, when when Hasbro did the re release of the original, they put the Kenner name on the package. They have to. You have to. Right. Like, it's like, that's how people, Kenner, they they made them. Like, So this is our celebration, our salute to Kenner yeah, here. Kenner, the street. Uh, but me, yeah, <laughs> that's a by, company also by the Steiner brothers. Yeah. Uh, but meanwhile, Mattel 
was still mm-hmm. remember they made Barbie. They, they still got the Barbie franchise. They know what they're doing. Yeah. But they also came out with the Masters of the Universe line. You remember that one, Quinn? These were so big. They started the in the eighty one and all that. Yeah. Oh my god. Throughout the eighties. Castle Grayskull from the Masters of the Universe collection. He Man and Beast Man each sold separately from Mattel. And what was cool about He-Man, too, was on top of the figures, they also had, like, you could get the sword. That fucking sword. Yeah, Everyone had that sword. damn sword, right? And, and if like, you didn't, you knew someone that did. Yeah. These were very popular, very 80s. You know, they didn't, like, leak into the 90s too much. I th- Quinn and I probably experienced a lot of the leftovers, you know, that oh, people yeah. had already I, had I them. I knew kids who had them. I didn't have, like, um, I didn't have Skeletor. Yeah. Like, Skeletor was, like, cool too it looked awesome well yeah all the good villains are cool you yeah. ever notice they yeah. always make sure they have a cool King factor. cobra looked cool yeah because you never see his face exactly he just looks like a badass they want to make sure that there's enough cool factor it's funny because in the cartoons they seem like big dorks when they lost but like the well yeah the, the, the way they looked was awesome yeah, absolutely right? uh so the masters of the universe line and the comics and the cartoons very popular throughout the 80s and another big popular line uh, was by LJN, ah. a good toy company, uh, not good with the video games. They were horrible. <laughs> the, 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 the seal of crap yes. in video games. But it was Thundercats. Thundercats. Thunder, 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 Thundercats. Figures and vehicles each sold separately from LJN. I think Lionel, the the main character, he looks cool as shit. By the way, just yeah. as like a like an action figure in general, one hundred percent big ass sword, fucking flowing hair, like he just looks like a total badass. <laughs> Absolutely, like, it's like damn, this guy could kick some ass, right? Yeah, and Thundercats was a this started in eighty five the the figures and very popular again throughout yeah. the rest of the eighties. I had Tigra, I don't know why, but I had her for because, some reason. I'll tell you why because in the nineties, uh, Cartoon Network picked up the reruns of it, and it was is that what it was? The show was definitely running, and kids yeah. knew who the fuck they were. Like I watched it all; it was on all. Yeah, the I think time. I watched. Watch the shit out of it. I know a lot of our fans that are probably about five years or so older than us probably really loved Thundercats. Yeah, you know what I think is interesting about the 90s too because of um, things like Cartoon Network and Nickelodeon coming along. Mm-hmm. They had to fill in um, programming gaps and I feel like that led to the popularity of certain characters that led to action figures like getting renewed and stuff because as a kid, I personally did not know that Thundercats was an old thing. It just looked like oh, all the other cartoons really? to me, right? Like it wasn't until I got like a little older and I noticed at the end it said like 1984 or something on the in, during the credits, <laughs> and I was like, "What?" Because it really because they just presented it like it wasn't a classic or anything. it was just like another thing. And you were probably watching it in like 94, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm like, I didn't know it was old. Right, like, right. They can get away, like you know, if it's like within the 10 year period of it being made At like least. they can on the back half of the decade they could just put it out again and kids are really they don't know maybe even more than 10 years though yeah. in all seriousness mm-hmm. depending on the quality of the show because some people right. really just never I, I had that with other shows that i didn't realize how old they were right you yeah. know what i mean and that's smart i mean it's animation it's a lot easier right than thundercats with, just look like a contemporary cartoon to it was me a well done one. yeah uh, but speaking of ljm we would be remiss if we did not mention one of the most popular figure enthusiast uh, subjects mm-hmm. wrestling figures wrestling figures. you have to mention them in pass and we did on our wrestling show if you've never listened to that it's okay now, lj and made the original cruddy figures they're good the, the, so the, i was just gonna say stupid ones. you're gonna give them a bunch of shit but those ljn's so if you're into the wrestling right and yeah. a lot of you are because you followed us from our our vantage point retro wrestling podcast show where we did do a wrestling mm-hmm. figure segment if you want to hear more detail Big match at my house. I'll bring my guys. You have yours. I've got junkyard dog. It's World Wrestling Federation superstars. I've got booty beefcake. <laughs> 
LJN had the first license on the first WWF right. figures, yeah. right? Hulk Hogan, Iron Sheik, all the all the big names, Andre the Giant, yeah. Lou Albano, name him, Roddy Piper, right, yeah. all the guys. And these lasted until 89, although the last series was taken over by a Canadian company, which we talked about uh, in that whole thing. But these were more the size, I mean, a little smaller, but more like an old G.I. Joe. They're closer to that size. They're yeah. like eight, eight, I forget, are they eight, they were eight and a half? They're heavy, too. They're, they're, like, they're, they're much heavier. They are very, you could bludgeon someone, as right. I've said before. I feel like they were going for a more Stretch Armstrong kind of thing because they thought wrestlers, kids are going to throw them around, want to body slam them and stretch all sorts them, of... Yeah, like do, like do submission holds and stuff like they see on the TV. But they don't you know? articulate at all. They don't. Is that your biggest qualm? They don't articulate. They also just... They lack the detail that the later see, Hasbro's did. I thought they looked good, man. The I, sculpting and the paint and all that. It, it, it became more obvious to me when WCW took the mold of the LJNs they later. They're smaller. Whatever, they're smaller. Slightly you the always same. say this. Yeah, they're like almost the same Tell thing. Tell Quinn why he's wrong. You know what I found interesting about the WWF's marketing, though? They always call them dolls. And I don't know right. if it was on purpose. I think the the men, like Bobby Heenan, like all these people that would like promote them, they just were used to calling things dolls. I don't care how big these dolls get or how small these dolls get. I don't know if the WWF marketed them as dolls. Did WWF want to appeal more to women in any way like girls with like, a bunch of sweaty men action figures i don't, I don't think know. so like, i don't think like so miss elizabeth and stuff so. she's the only one yeah i'm just saying i don't know but hasbro got the license after remember hasbro hassen mm-hmm. hassenfeld brothers right hassenfeld Incorporated. yes that <laughs> and uh laverne and shirley were making the figures <laughs> so for the 90s from 90 to 1994 hasbro picked up the wwf line mm-hmm. and these were the four inch figures which right. we have a smattering on quinn's desk these over there were so cool like I mean, they're, they're just very so, detailed they're so detailed in comparison to like the ones that came before it you gotta love new wwf figures with real wrestling action and these are a true action figure. Yeah, so they do all sorts of like cool things. Like some of them will do the the press, but the the arms will also like come down so you can yep. kind of like hit people with it. They punch. Some of them have the one the one where they have the lever on the back so you can launch them off yeah. the top rope. I thought these are such a cool figures and they were extremely detailed for the time. And I say that in comparison to like my other action figures. That that's what always stuck out about the wrestling figures to me is they were so detailed and even me as a young maybe somebody that wasn't even into wrestling when the Hasbro's existed yep but I knew of the figures because friends had them they looked like man what is this world all about like you you look at you look at Demolition, for example, right? The sure. tag team. Yep. And you're like, where the hell are these guys from? Like, they look awesome, a right? Broth- a brothel somewhere, yeah. I think. I, but they got face paint on. I, I think know. that's like why they look neat. But you're right. Or just Hulk Hogan, who was who was recognizable, right. even to anyone. I'm glad you brought that up, Quinn, because I just want to tell a brief story. I had wrestling figures before I ever watched wrestling. Yeah, same here. I had Hogan, Savage, and Big Boss Man. I played with them at a at a friend's or babysitter or something. Yeah. I don't know, like, One where. of those vague people of yeah. childhood. Yeah. I, I get it. I know. He had tons of them. You're, right? You and I are similar. Yeah. The vague person from your childhood. Some person I don't remember. <laughs> right, yeah. that was older. But I know I played with them. Yes, and I did as well. And so if you're into wrestling at all, that's our little nod there. And of course, WCW had the Gloobs early on and then later got uh, Toy yeah. Biz. And of course, AWA had Remco. We're not here to go into the history yeah. with all the figures. Let's just say they're they're definitely like in the pantheon of action figures like I, in I that time they period. Because they, they there was a lot of them and yeah. they were very... Very well made. I think surprisingly so. so. I think so, Quinn. We w- also need to mention here Playmates. Ah, this company 
Produced starting in 1987, released in 1988, action figures based on a Mirage comic strip, known mm. as, comic series known as Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles from 1983. Now, I would say, and, and maybe correct me if I'm wrong, this action figure line must have been one of the biggest ones ever. Uh, you mean close, in, close in, to Star Wars. In terms like, of volume sold or volume produced? Just popularity like, in general. I would say it's probably up there. I, I think I so. You like to say ubiquitous. The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles were like a ubiquitous toy in every little boy's household. They just I, were. I had tons of them. I had tons of them, too. I would go to my friends who had tons of them. Yeah. And then I'd go to my other friends who had tons of them. Like, everyone had these things. And it's the Barbie effect, Quinn. There were so many different varieties and right. scenarios and you're like, and oh, my friend's got this one. I don't have that one. I don't can have I, basketball, I, Don. Uh, I'll trade you my, right. you know, this one for that one. Uh, they were unbelievably detailed and they and they and there's so much variety, so many bad guys. So and, many bad and guys. And good guys. On top of it, you had Casey Jones and yeah. like all the other people. You had, you had every person that you saw in the cartoon right. had a figure, but what's great about that, this is a stroke of Mark marketing genius of course is playmates picked it up before there was an animated series right the animated series was made to sell the figures and not to push right. not so, vice versa so and that was the interesting part right is that like the monster of the the week or whatever the day even because there's one like every day <laughs> There was a figure for that, right? Yes. It, did, it didn't matter how like minor or whatever. Name it, right? They, they, they just if you saw them in the show, you could go to KB Toys yeah. or Toys R Us, and they were on the shelf. Like Slash, it, yeah, it, it Leatherhead, did, yeah. It did not the, the fucking alternate Chrome dimension Dome. twins or whatever. Like Baxter Stockman Fly version, yeah. Rat King, Baxter Stockman not fly, nerd version, nerd version <laughs> pre transformation. Like they, they they had everything. April, like you could get April. They even eventually had like Vernon and. Burns yeah. and uh, uh, Irma. Bebop and Rocksteady. Absolutely. I mean, like, they just... Bet your ass. It was insane. Yeah. And then to add to this, right, it was like, okay, so you have all these figures and some of them come with the with their weapons or whatever, right? But on top of it, you could go, oh, they have vehicles in the show. Yes. Why don't we make those too? Like the they turtle go, van? The turtle... The blimp? Yeah, the, the turtle fucking, blimp. I had that. The sewer? The sewer itself. The technodrome? Technodrome. This is I all mean, brilliant. It, I've... I can't... It's really hard to think even now of like a toy line that just had that many different things, variety. Yeah. All this shit. I don't know if they'll ever see anything like that again because it was just at the right time. Like the it's pure eighties, nineties peak cartoons and action figures. Both things like peaking at the exact same time and just the yeah. right line of things. Like, I agree one hundred percent. Right brand or license, right? Giant crane. There were right. so yeah. Krang. Yeah. <laughs> Listen to me, Crane. I'm yeah. doing Krang, the thing that yes. I make fun of from yeah. Full House. And you are the evil Lord Crane for the. Giant crack. Shredder. Yes. Shredder. Super Shredder. They did tie-ins with the movies also. And then you had those ones that- Fuzzy like, Splinter. Remember what? The, remember the transform head ones? Yes, like, where they, they mutate. 
Yes, it's Transformers. Yeah, but they I, just did the mutation version. But they just applied it to turtles, like because yes. fuck it, right? Because fuck it. What I love about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, but you know, Eastman Alert, is the whole fact that they started this as a parody it's of a other, lampoon of like these cartoons, of all those, and then they became the ultimate. Like they became better than the yeah. ones they were lampooning. Seri- in some regards, they did. Yeah, and I love that they got the deal with Playmates, and then they're like, "Well, fuck, we need a way to sell these. Let's do a cartoon." And then the cartoon took on a life of its own for like eight years and all of this culminates in in a fucking movie that's awesome like which was like a rarity like to have a movie based off a cartoon that's good right it's like (laughs) right like it's good and then that spawns action figures like the more rubbery kinds they look more realistic i love the the movie movie. the movie ones were so i loved those figures they were rubber yeah the the movie ones like i was like oh their skin is like 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 slightly different it's very turtley the cartoon ones and the movie ones it was cool because if you were a fan of turtles you knew the difference oh you knew I, as soon as I saw the the movie figures, I was like, I had to have all four of the turtles. I, I was like, I had to have you know Leonardo, Donatello, Raphael, Michelangelo, like movie edition. I, and I had movie Splinter because he was fuzzy. And by the way, what a great the idea! Cape. They were very smart with those because they made them the same size as the cartoon ones. Yes, yeah, so they, you could integrate. You could just put them. They slipped right into your stuff. Yep. Right, uh, fucking great! Like you put them in the vehicles and everything. Yeah, the the turtles' popularity. I mean, it it went. Past the third movie, I don't know if the third movie increased the decline of the popularity, but I'm sure it did. There's another franchise that comes along that I feel is what the Turtles fade out basically because of. What is that? The Power Rangers. Let's talk about the Power Rangers, Quinn. Okay. So these, Power Rangers started what, 93? Yeah. It was right it's, in 92 it's, it's or 3, right? right? The right, show. Yeah. And it's definitely a show designed to produce action figures. Oh, let's God. not let's. It's, if you've never watched it, yes, it follows the mold of turtles, but applies it to live action. One hundred percent, yeah. And it was a lot of it was recycled footage. Half of the show was recycled right. footage from Saban, yeah, uh, Super, Super Sentai, Sentai, and all that. Yeah. Uh, but Power Rangers, you know, the California scenes and all their central yeah. what Angel, is it? Angel Grove. Angel Grove. Okay. Yes, Don't thank get you very it right, much. Please. Almost doing Back to the Future. Oh no! Look who's here. Bulk and skull. You know, if you've seen it, you know what it, you know the deal with Power right. Rangers. But when the Bandai figures came out, I believe it was Bandai in '94. I think they started coming out. So this was another case like Star Wars, where the show came on and there was no figures. Yes, and for like a year, there was a fever. Holy shit, was right? there a fever? And these figures aren't weren't even like the good ones, right? These were like the overly these big, are the original ones, ones yeah. right? It's the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, teenage defenders of the Earth, in a never-ending battle against evil space aliens with nasty attitudes. But, like, the hunger, because every week you're seeing them do fucking karate and jump in, like, (laughs) Transformer Zords and shit, and you're like... Man, I gotta have the figure of that, right? Like I was, I was going nuts in year one. I was like, I was like foaming at the, the mouth. So I, like I want the Megazord and all this shit. Right? I want the Green Ranger. He's a good guy now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, all these events are transpiring, and I you're want like, the shield. I want the shield. <laughs> I'm gonna put gr- it on Zach. Yeah, White <laughs> Ranger. Like yeah, I, when he like, came out, all yeah. the like all of this stuff. And so the first Christmas, I remember that I got ninety four. I was so mad because all I wanted was either Red Ranger or Green Ranger. Yeah. These were so hard to get. I remember my mom, like, warning me. Like, she was like, 
I don't know if we can, yeah. like if you're going to get this for Christmas, so you better ask for something else, right? Yep. Like these, and so wake up Christmas morning. <laughs> I'll never forget this. And I open and I see I open the box and I see Power Rangers, <laughs> and it's like the figure, right? Okay. But it's not a Power Ranger. Oh no! It's Finster, the guy who made the fucking Power Ranger enemies, like the guy that put them in the oven or whatever. It's Finster. It was Finster. Were you Were you upset? Yes. Did you make a scene? I didn't make a scene because I was more just like, I thought like, wow, I did, I can't even believe I got like anything in the line. Okay. Period. Fair right. Enough, like yeah. that was. I was a little <laughs> excited at first. But he instantly became something I never played with. Like, I was just like, he sucked. Like, I was like, what am I going to do with this yeah. guy? Like, he doesn't even, it's not even Rita. Like, it's not even like Goldar or any yeah. of them, right? Like, it's just the fucking crony who, like, makes the bad guys. But... No one's clamoring for Finster, let's yeah. be honest here. Yeah. Uh, well, folks, we're going to just clamor for a quick break here. But when we come back, we're going to go more into the 90s. And then we'll wrap it up with maybe a general discussion on playing with your figures maybe some more of the play sets using your imagination maybe some other things we'll be talking all about the figure in fact we'll figure it out ah thank you uh more acid wash memories is coming up right after this my body it's my body figure i want to my time it's my time the way the music comes out of my mind it's true Splinter the rat taught them each the ninja arts. Donatello, master of the staff. War! Leonardo, the katana blade. My God! Raphael, the sword. Don't this at all, bitch! And Michelangelo, the new shackles. Radical uh, and master of the willing pizza. Hey, who had the pepperoni and ice cream? There's a new hero in town, a whirlwind of action that's positively... Okay! Yes, dare to wear the mask! From zero to hero, the mask is one lean green crime-fighting machine. He's a hard-hitting superhero! As he battles the evil mask-stealing Dorian. He's a quick-draw dude with maskitude! Eye-poppin' crime-stoppin' are just killin' time! Even Milo's putting a bite on crime! Dare to wear the mask! Somebody stop me! Figures each sold separately. Batman, Joker's turned up at the Gotham McDonald's. On my way. Robin, meet me at the Gotham City McDonald's. Right, Catwoman's been sighted there. They're ours now. Just imagine Batman's surprise when he finds out everyone's talking about the Batman Happy Meal toys at McDonald's. One of eight exciting action toys or vehicles with each Batman Happy Meal you buy your kids. What you want is what you get at McDonald's today. Why have they been in there so long? They're probably just toying with us, Robin. And now we return to more Acid Washed Memories. And welcome back to Acid Washed Memories, a retro pop culture celebration. My name is Joe Morata. That guy is Michael Quinn. Hello there, Michael. Howdy. Having fun with the action figures? Having fun. Playing around, right? We are in some action here, folks. Mm -hmm. We hope you have had fun listening to this here. And if you have, why don't you go ahead and leave us a review? You can also follow us on Twitter at AWM Podcast. And of course, join our Facebook group. We were talking about, when we left off here, the Power Rangers, and I think there there's merit to continuing that because, like you were saying, Quinn, they were hard to get they when were they hard first to get. came and out. And this was just like the first phase of them. This first line comes out, and honestly, I got to say, even as a kid, 
their size felt like a problem, right? <laughs> Why is this? Because the Turtles were smaller, the G.I. Joes Fair. were smaller, yeah. Yeah. all the other action figures were small. They just were not that size, right? True. And I feel like the Power Rangers are a weird set of things, right? Because they're normal-sized people that jump in ridiculously sized robots. Like, like that they're taller <laughs> than fucking buildings, right? Yes, it's like correct. So, why are the Power Rangers like the same fucking size of Megazord, right? This was this felt like an issue from the jump with well, the Power Rangers This figures. is a very, very fair question here, because there were the original... For those of you that don't know, there were the original, like, really big... Big ones. Is that right. what you're referring to? Right. right. And then there was this line where the f- heads flipped and you could go. They morphed. You, they actually. And this to me was like the real fucking deal. Yes. These ones. Those right? are the ones that I love. The morphing ones. The morphing ones. They were awesome. Yeah, they were great. And so the morphing ones come out and they were much easier to get. And I fucking loved them. Those are my favorites. Like, I love them. They were so cool. They even had weapons and shit. Like, yep. they were great. But this is to me is the genius of the Power Rangers figure line. What is it? It's not just good enough just to get the Rangers. You gotta get the Zord. The Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, in their Dinozords, morph to become the Megazord. The Megazord is part of the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers Ultimate Battle System. And see, that to me is the brilliance of the marketing with it, is that the show had two halves, always. It had, you know, well, it actually had three parts. Usually the show would start with like, oh, we're just hanging around or whatever. Rita gets fucking pissed, sends some enemy, and then they try to fight that guy in like regular Power Ranger. do it. Well, okay, regular form. Yeah. Then they transform into the Power Rangers. But then that's never good enough because Rita's like, fuck it, I'm going to turn him big, right? And then they got (laughs) to use Megazord, right? And all of these things that are happening are making toys as we go. <laughs> I mean, f- hell, you even, yeah, at some point, you're definitely going to need Bulk and Skull and Ernie toys, well, right? <laughs> like, like all, like each segment of the show, right? Like, you're, like they're, That's they're, true. it's just asking for fucking toys, right? Because part three, the last segment is usually something with Ernie. Right. And the juice bar. But at the very end, it's yeah. like, oh, you did good or whatever. Dude. I don't know you're the Power Rangers, but whatever, man. Kids, stay in school yeah. or whatever. I love yeah. Ernie. Very I, nice I love that the, that they always had like a positive message, like no matter what. It's like, like watching the D.A.R.E. program. Yeah. Win. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so let's get to the me- the Zords. Get now, to right? the Zords, man. Like we said, there there's toys of the, the Rangers and they they got that established, right? They finally got that. But the real draw even from the beginning, from the get-go, was the was the Zords. Well, of course right? it was, yeah. The Zords, what the Zords are, if you are maybe a little older and you're like, what the fuck are the Power Rangers? Like, I didn't play with that, right? Right. Imagine Transformers, right? But instead of just one Transformer, right? Every single piece of this gigantic robot is a Transformer. Yes. And then when you transform them into their individual... F- piece so right one's a saber tooth tiger but he right. turns into the foot right <laughs> and then the, well, another one's a triceratops but he turns into the other the other foot, the, the yeah. other foot right and there's a mastodon in there so somewhere the mastodon flips in half and turns into both of the arms so that one was really cool actually because yeah. he turns into like a, a thing you would not expect right yep then the pterodactyl is like the front and the face yep and, and then all of this is on top of the tyrannosaur who turns into like kind of the skeleton of the thing, yeah, right? The like bones a, of the operation. The bones of the operation. So everything kind of attaches to the Tyrannosaurus Rex and then it becomes like a human looking like robot that looks like a total fucking badass and he has a gigantic sword and he kicks the <laughs> shit out of everything. Like he's <laughs> awesome. Like now when the me- <laughs> it is look true, up though. the Megazord. Just look it up. And then was there also something 
So when, they, how did it integrate? Can you please refresh me with the Green Rangers thing, like Titanic or whatever? What was it? Okay. Uh, no, um, it was Dragonzord. Dragonzord, right? What's so Titanus? Mo- Titanus is just, imagine if Tyrannosaur is not involved why? In, so Where is he? Titanus was like very rare, by the way. They would like almost <laughs> never use him. Yeah, it's true. Like he was used sometimes they, if they were having like issues. Like, <laughs> like, but they would always be like, you know what? Titanus is like, he ain't cutting it. We're just going back to Megazord. But Titanus was essentially Dragonsword. What Dragonsword was? It's Godzilla, Quinn. Yeah, he's Godzilla, <laughs> but he's essentially like a cooler version of Tyrannosaur. Is he? Yeah, he absolutely is. He's like more, and he's kind of more standalone. Like he doesn't really. But he's need, a dragon because he has a tail, and the fucking tail has a gigantic like screwdriver on it that like just goes into the fucking bodies of these enemies, and very useful for hanging paintings, also. Right. So yeah, Titanus is like if you replace. I need to see this Titanus. <laughs> he's crappier. Just don't 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 ruin it. Don't don't ruin. Oh, what the hell is this? Yeah, he stinks, Joe. What what is this? No, so this is the other thing. I think you actually you call them Titanus, but I forget what the the Dragonzord version of Megazord is. It's a thing. Now Titanus is another wait, thing. Wait, Sorry, wait. I, I got that wrong. Is the Dragonzord version of the Megazord when like Tommy's on vacation, so Jason has to basically. I mean, like, so Tom, Jason's on vacation. They, so atta- Tom- they attach to Dragonzord as the base. That's all it is. To me, I hated the finishing maneuver of the Titanus. The finishing maneuver. Because all he would do is just charge at him. Like, they wouldn't even do anything. they just show it charging and, like, essentially, like, running over the bad guy. And Damn was, it, Saban. Yeah, it was, like, crap. If you don't mind, I'd like to, <laughs> before we get into Power Rangers Neo and all that, I'd like to kind of step away here for Yeah, this. no, I just, I just, I'm just, those are the two I really remember. They're very popular. Yeah. Very popular. The Morphin ones, I'll 100%, those are my favorite ones, with yeah. the head flipped and all that. Yeah. I love those fucking things i loved him there was also um if i may quinn remember the gi joe style street fighter 2 figures yes did you like them no i didn't (laughs) either i love street fighter 2 but they just didn't feel like they should have been in action figure form and they were done by the 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 same thing as gi joe yeah well remember also they made all these uh fucking last names and first names that was them yeah and i think it was a tie-in with the movie but like victor sagat yeah and ryu hoshi they they had names like in the movie but i think the figure i forget which came first but it's a tie-in street fighter the movie is is like an old it's an entire podcast on its own because it is weird yeah it is yeah william f guile yeah can i just say that the only one though that stuck was ken masters you know why why because mattel was like you're not calling your blonde figure ken oh so they actually let like to this day it's still ken masters oh yeah that's his canonical name i mean he's still that in the yes the games but like, that's to this day that's where this started the masters foundation that's his <laughs> that's his company or whatever it's real yeah did he found the sega master system maybe we don't know it's possible he <laughs> listened to our episode a few weeks ago and find out and mortal kombat did the same thing do you remember that they also got in on the on the gig yeah but mortal kombat action figures felt like an oxymoron because they were so like the, the you know how congress was like all mad about the existence of fucking joe lieberman's like yeah. fuck this game say, this isn't for kids <laughs> like i never saw all the Mortal Kombat figures because I th- I swear they were like banned or something. No, they just weren't popular. Right, but yeah. they're if you've ever seen them, folks, they're the same as the three and three quarter inch GI Joes too. They don't even look like them. I know they're like not the, good. It's the mainly the the torso portion that is not what they look like in the 
in the movie. You trying right. to tell me that's not Sub Zero's abdomen? <laughs> no, it's like they have these like geese on or whatever. They don't have those like plates or whatever they have in the in the. Oh yeah, like the Apple video game. shield yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, I know. Noob Cybot would be upset if he, yeah. if he knew about this. I mean, they're all dressed like Noob. Noob Cybot was the only one that didn't have the plates. Well, because he was special. Yeah, you know? he was. He's <laughs> he's not even a real character. I know. It was he's a joke to be backwards. I know. <laughs> anyway, uh, do you remember? This is just a quick spinoff here, but. Remember the starting lineup uh, baseball figures from the nineties? Yeah. Yes, I remember these I vaguely. Loved those. Some people had these and loved them. Oh my god! I, I was love not. Them. I was not. Uh, do you do you have memories recollections? Yeah, of I these? had some of them. Detailed uniforms. Every home team and their official collect starting lineup, each sold separately. <laughs> the funny part is right with starting lineup is, of course, I was a Yankee fan. Now they had had, of course, there was a Don Mattingly. Right. Right. What was the appeal of these? Could you, like, use them to, like, play a fictional baseball game or something? I guess in theory you could, Quinn, but to me they just looked cool. Okay. Because if you're a kid, like, I started watching baseball at a young, 91 Yankees, I think, is when I started right. watching. So to me, it was really cool. And they came with a trading card, like a special worthless trading gotcha. card. So this was this the, the trading card company's answer to, like, the popularity of action figures kind of taking over off trading cards that, a little bit? One, 100% would what have if we was. put a, an action figure with the card? They were made in the 80s, they were made in the 90s, and I had a bunch of them, mm-hmm. and my friend had a ton of them, but you know what was funny is the only, I really wanted, like, I don't know if it was Ricky Henderson on Oakland, the Oakland okay. version, or Jose Canseco, but I wound up with John fucking Franco on the Mets. Ugh. And as a kid, like, Franco was a great closer, but as a seven-year-old, I don't it's appreciate like, I don't that. I care about this guy. He's like, A, I'm not a Mets fan. Two, John Franco just seemed lame as a kid. Absolutely. I come to find him, he's like a great pitcher. He was really right, good. Right, but I mean, like, he's no Bo Jackson or, <laughs> right. like, Don or, Mattingly or, or something. Or uh, Mark McGuire yeah, or somebody right? like that or whoever, Jose Canseco, Even whoever like I wanted. Even, like, an A-Rod who has a little more pizzazz to him if, if they a lot a more. of him. Yeah. Ken Griffey Jr. Right. You know, was a very yeah. popular one. And there was different variations, but I just wanted to give a quick shout-out to starting lineup because they were fun if you like sports. And did they, starting lineup, did it continue past the 90s or did they just kind of, like, give up on it? I think Hasbro might have bought the life since it was Kenner. Looks like they moved to basketball. Well, they did basketball. Kobe, uh, yeah. even in 98, I think, had I a figure. I gotta say, basketball nowadays seems more Michael agree- Jordan agreeable one. to action figures just because the players are more defined as superstars in basketball, I feel like. Right now they are, yeah. Yeah. At least the way they're being marketed. Jordan had one. Yeah. The original before he retired the first time, Jordan. Right. So, I mean, they were popular if you like sports. And what was also popular in the 90s, and I really wanted to mention these, these were uh, by Toy Biz, Okay, was the X-Men series. The X-Men. Wolverine's got a tiger twist, stripes and spring out claws. The Iceman comes on his ice board with color change icicles. Sabertooth's equipped with wounds that heal easily, an extra slashing claw, and glow-in-the-dark eyes and mouth. Yes, I mean, these were... God... In 91, I want to say, the X-Men were redone yeah. for, for Marvel Comics by like a different artist, and they looked awesome. Those 91 X-Men comics are great, right? Yes. This spun into a cartoon, right? Yep. And then, of course, with a cartoon, becomes action figures, Correct. right? But they were all animated, and and their uniforms and stuff were the way the like ninety one version yes, was, right? It the was new like version. the new version with like Jubilee and yep. Rogue and Wolverine and Magneto and all that. The classic like yellow black and yeah. the blue Wolverine. The outfits they would all get rid of once the like Marvel movie because yeah. it's not cool or whatever, right? But this version of Wolverine, I had. 
all of the Wolverines in that line. Yeah. I had, and I even had like the brown and orange one, like the original. I had a couple of them. I think I had Beast. Um, yeah, was Beast from X-Force? No, Beast was in the X-Men. Oh, yeah, you're right. I'm thinking of Cable. Yeah. Excuse C- me. I'm Cable thinking of Cable. was like, they had to go to the future to find him, remember? Yeah. Well, he's, he's not like really, he's he's Cyclops' son, but like fully grown but it's and like, yeah. older than Cyclops because it's, it's like <laughs> that far into the future. Is he from Alabama? He's like yeah, gray-haired. No, right. <laughs> yeah, it's, like, it's like, I'm Cyclops' son. Wait, excuse me? You're like, like older than him. <laughs> like, what? All, this is real. Like, But anyway, yeah, there was that. And they also had the airplane that the X-Men, the yeah. one with the inverted wings. Yes. And it had like, the. it was basically their command. Man Center. I love this line. I had yeah. a lot. I had Gambit. I had a Archangel. Gambit was, I had Morph. I had Morph. Yeah, because he, he came with three different heads: Cyclops, Morph, and Evil Morph. You know what was good about the Morph figure what? is because the Morph uniform looks like Cyclops' uniform, so you yes. can just put Cyclops' head and just say he's Cyclops. And I think they also had the maskless Wolverine. Right. Because remember, yeah. there's one uh, Wolverine three. I think was the one without Wolverine a mask. Wolverine was one of the rare X Men in the show that he would just sometimes not have the mask on. Yeah, it just right? didn't feel like, like it. He just it'd just be like I'm fighting like this now. Like occasionally. <laughs> yeah. I also had the Weapon X figure. Remember that's that's him. Yeah. It's Logan, but you know right. he's got like all the crap hooked up to him. Is uh, Weapon X when he gets the bone claws? I, I don't. He always had the bone claws. That's what they no, are. No, that was when this the antimantium was oh, ripped mean, out of him by me. Magneto. I'm sorry about yeah. that. Yeah, the bone claws. One of the best comics I. Wait, ever read on. is when when he does that weapon x figure let's look this one up here folks we are doing this he uh, rips his freaking skeleton out of his body is that the deal with what i don't remember off the top of my head i think that's when they like when they implanted him with the with the stuff joe okay and then and then you know magneto tore it out and then he had the bone claws then he had the bone claws which was cool because in the Marvel vs. Capcom video game, yes. the different outfits of Wolverine, there was the slight detail that the Bone Claws was one of his separate, like, alternative um, outfits in Marvel vs. Capcom. Bone Claws. Bone Claws, yes. Not to be confused with Santa Claus. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, there were a ton of these, and they were very, very popular, and mm-hmm. I liked them. Iceman, there was a couple of different variations of Iceman. Yeah. Omega Red, I mean, there were so many. There, there, I mean, the X-Men just, uh, it, it's Marvel. Yep. It, it's it's interesting that this was popular in the nineties before the Marvel movies. Oh, okay, yeah, right. Because right, right. To me, this was the peak popularity of Marvel. You know, I didn't think it could get much bigger than this because they were, they were just <laughs> everywhere. The figures that it really did seem like it was really popular, but man, did they blow me away with the Marvel movies? Because all of a sudden, it, it's like the most popular thing. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's almost bigger than Star Wars, which is crazy, it right? It rivals them, I think, yeah. yeah. And obviously, Marvel, uh, Spider-Man had figures as well, and Venom. Of and course. All, uh, I mean, Spider-Man, did, did it not feel like the most natural thing that Spider-Man should be like one of the base things? Oh, yeah. Like one of the base action figures. Like, 100%. He, Spider-Man is, to me, he's like the Batman or Superman of Marvel. Like, he's like yes. the guy, right? Would you say he's... Is he more the Superman, even though I know Batman's like cooler or whatever perception? Well, I've always perceived Batman and Superman as interchangeable depending what? on the what? like situation as far as as far as being the face of DC. Either or. I mean, it was traditionally Superman though, wasn't it? Yeah, I guess, but like I Batman so. Batman can hold like he can he at, at certain times DC has definitely like said, no, Batman's our number one. That's because he has the cool factor. Right. He's also an asshole. But on the other hand, Marvel seems to always firmly be like, I feel like they technically have two, but it's really Spider-Man. 
It's but, Spider-Man. But Wolverine sometimes can stand in as like the he's face the, of Marvel. He's the Batman of Marvel. He's yeah, he's kind of the Batman. I guess I guess the he is moodier the moodier one. Yeah, the, the like edgier one, like the yes. cool kids. Yes. There was a time where I really thought they were gonna like make Gambit like one of the faces because he was like uber popular in the nineties. He 90s. was, but like, he was always like the Brutus Beefcake to me. I don't know. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah he is very Brutus. Like he's like standing like yeah, when Wolverine's not there. Yeah, or like it's like and then Cyclops is kind of like Leonardo, where like yeah, he, he Cyclops like, is he, Leo. He's like I'm I'm the leader. Like, no, you're not. Fuck you. Like just go hang out with Jean Grey. We yeah, don't care. Like, get get out of here. Get out of here, Cyclops. Yeah, but <laughs> it's funny about Gambit. Yeah, I was always like okay with Gambit. Gambit was like he, so cool, right? It's yeah. like oh, he's the cool. He's got the cards and yeah. he speaks French. French and all this stuff. Yeah, he's got a coat. <laughs> but he wasn't a main eventer to me. Rogue is like the sleeper, really cool character. Yeah, well, she was Rogue. Because she's like sucks the energy out of people and stuff. I was like, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so, yes, uh, that's the X-Men. That's the Spider-Man. That's the Marvel Universe. There were also the Spawn toys. Remember those? Right. There was Spawn. There were a lot of other things. We're not here again. We're not here to cover every action figure yeah. line but i feel like we've covered a lot of the most prominent ones now. from the 80s and 90s yeah right, we're not yeah. trying to do beyond that really there's more but i wanted to also talk about there were knockoff dollar store figures and those had their own charm didn't they yeah when you would just be in like a rite aid or a dollar store there, to me there was like the minor leagues of figures like z bots for example Z-bots, i yeah. freaking love those things they were tiny robots they I were like some. itty bitty but you could fit them in this like bigger robot that had like three missile fingers and like which he was amazing. i had also I, I, I we just found out that you had that because i did not know this yeah so long because I, I, I would always rave did. about z-bots like well quinn and i were talking when we were discussing that we were gonna do this one right and we were both talking about z-bots and i was like wait a minute the blue robot i remember that there, there was also this this really cool z-bot that had like a wolverine claw or something there so, was like there's yeah there's the big z-bot that like had a missile on one a lone gigantic missile and yep. then he had three little missiles as his fingers on the other arm correct if you think these bots are tough here's the mother of them all megabot it was just a cool little thing i i and nobody like talks about these things like these guys really fell off the face of the earth and i think it's because there was no cartoon yeah were they ever even really that popular they were one of those things that you know why i think they were popular joe why is that because they looked cool and they were cheap and you could oh my parents never seemed to have a problem picking up a z-bot but if i wanted like a power ranger or something it was like a big deal i think that's part of it yeah it really i i bet you they were super cheap in the stores like Probably three dollars and fifty cents for one of them. For one of them, yeah. yeah and like, that robot was probably like only twenty dollars. Right, right, yeah. You know, like that was the biggest thing in the entire collection. It was twenty bucks. Yeah, right? I think my mom just got it for me because she couldn't, truthfully, because she couldn't afford anything else one Christmas, and that's why Honestly, I got it. You know what? The thing I'll say this about Z-Bots. They were pretty high quality if they were cheap. Yeah. Right? Like, they were actually like surprisingly high quality. And I remember my friends coming over and thinking they were really cool. You know what it is because you're not paying for the name brand. You're not paying right. for the. You're not paying for anything. It's yeah, not but I would popular. talk up Zbots at school because I was like, well, these are like the sleeper toy. Like nobody's talking about these guys. These are these guys are pretty badass. They are. And if you want to talk more about Zbots, make sure to join our Facebook yeah. group. And Quinn will. He will sing oh, I, the praises. I, I loved the Zbots. So if you want that, you join our group. Okay. We talked a little bit about the vehicles and the playsets. As a kid, Quinn. If you didn't have one of those yet, maybe you'd get one, but if you didn't, were you the type of kid, and folks, we want to hear from you too, would you just use whatever surroundings you had to mm-hmm. make your playset to make a vehicle? Yeah. 
you know what was a nice stand-in when you didn't have a vehicle? Legos. Okay. Absolutely. Now, Legos, I feel like they don't count in this discussion, but they definitely were like a cool accessory because you could actually use them with your action figures. That's a great point. Right? You, you could, could build buildings for them to go into and like hideouts stuff. and yeah, stuff. Like yeah, like that. And some, you know, the, the things that had wheels and stuff, you could kind of use them that way. Great point. Yeah. That was one of the fun things as a kid was uh, mixing and matching. Mixing and matching because you had to be resourceful. Right. Let's say you, you wanted a certain figure from a line, but you didn't have it, but you had something else that was you could pass. reasonably close. You it's could, like you're. You're Wolverine now, or right. whatever. Like, You're Wolverine now. Yeah. When I played with my wrestling figures, I had Magneto from uh, X Men, and he was mm-hmm. Ric Flair because hmm. of the I white hair. Macho Man was very interchangeable because his figure just looked like he was something better than he was. He like, could go hang out with like Masters of the Universe. Yeah, he does. <laughs> like he, like he first of all, could. he's like ripped. Yeah, and he just looks. He has like cool yellow boots on, yeah. and he looks dope. Or he can, he can wander into the turtles. Yeah, he's got sunglasses on. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. hey, Donatello. Hey, dudes. Need my help yeah. or whatever it is. Radical. Right? Yeah. Macho Man's here. Right? Uh, is that the guy from the WrestleMania? Yeah. Anyway, that's what he would say. <laughs> he would say that. But yeah, that I think we could probably all relate to the mix and match aspect. I think yeah. I use Tigra from Thundercats as Diesel mm-hmm. in my wrestling, you know, because yeah. desperate times. I definitely would do like who will win, right? That kind of thing. Did but, you? You yeah, did death like, matches? Like dream like, matches, I you mean. You know, like Wolverine's going to fight Batman or something, right? Who won? I think Batman. Cause, Is that true? Yeah. Oh. I, I think Batman was, he seemed, he seemed more badass to me. So it was more He's of a He's got that utility guy. belt. He could just choke Wolverine. Yeah, but Wolverine you need has claws. Air. You, you can't regen air, Joe. Wolverine has claws. <laughs> so? Bone claws. Bone claws. Uh, that utility belt wire is pretty tough. Did you, uh, <laughs> did you have any particular figures that you were extremely protective of that you didn't want people to touch? Because I know turtles. Really? I mean, I would play, but if, like, I was not protective in a sense of, like, we could play with them, but I was more just like, you better not lose any of them. Oh, yeah, yeah. And wash your hands. I don't want no greasy... Well, Donatello or whatever. Well, did you have greasy friends? Some of my friends, they were like, they would do this thing with the action figures where they would just be eating like Cheetos or something, and they're like, "Let's keep playing." And it, like, you're not supposed you're to. You're getting do that. like Cheeto dust all over my guy. Come it's like, on. what is this? It's gonna get in Wolverine's claw thing, right? The it, the mechanism. Yeah, it's like, don't screw the. I don't. I don't get Cheeto dust on your figures. You're getting wheat thins in Logan's arms. Right. Damn it's it. like, go wash your hands for like a minute. <laughs> like, just wash that crap off. You dirty fucking uh, yeah. kid. <laughs> it's like, geez, the bathroom's like right there. Like, just. <laughs> You don't even need to use soap. Just get it off your hands, just, please. Like, just wipe it off with yeah. toilet paper. Or don't something. lick it off your fingers either, because then it's he gets gross. just gets more greasy. That just makes it a crust. Yeah, then it needs to be scraped. It's horrible. If we don't do that with the figures. Yeah, but we want to know though about your figure playing story. Yeah. It's fun. Uh, I, I have another question though, Quinn. And this is more of a a bittersweet one. Around what age would you say you stopped playing with your figures? <sighs> it's tough because I feel. Like, I stopped actively playing with them as much at a 10 or 11, but there was, like, this, I want to keep them around. Yes. Like, they're, they're my friends. I yep. don't want to, like, abandon them, right? Or yeah. or I make the excuse, they're going to be valuable later, right? Yeah. And and I would kind of keep them around until maybe 13, and then they, I don't know what, it just was gradual. Like, eventually, like, my dad just, like, threw them all out, like, without even, like, telling me, and I barely even noticed. I like, that, that was that too. was the crazy thing. Yeah. It's like, I remember, I remember when one day my, my turtles were just gone. <laughs> 
And I was like, where are my turtles? And he's like, you don't play with them anymore. And he just threw them all out. And that I was happened like, to me too. And I, and I, I remember for being sad for like a hot second and just being like, eh, yeah. whatever, like who cares? Like, I think that's about the same for me uh, with, with action figures, not wrestling figures. Cause those to me were a little bit different. Uh, in the way I played, but then with action figures, yeah, I'd say probably 10 or 11. I think I was doing like a figure fed and I was writing down cards yeah, until my, I was like my, 13. My wrestling figures felt like they held more prominence because yeah. I just kept amassing them. Yeah. And not to mention the WWE started, mar- or WWF at the time, started <laughs> marketing them more that these are collectibles. Yeah, they did start to. And, yeah. and I think they they were one of the first action figure people that were overtly saying like, no, these are because they would have the classic figures and stuff yeah. like that. And they're like, no, 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 like you need to keep these. Yeah, like even if you're not playing with them, right? Because they might be worth something. Well, that's that brings me to my next point here is what do you make of the obviously, folks? Now there's two different target demographics for action figures in general, whether it's wrestling or otherwise. Yeah. Anything there's popular. two more. There's definitely two markets, there's two markets now. They're completely different. They're not mixed anymore like they used to be. Right, and it's basically kids that are you know five to six, seven years old, and their parents. Right, and generationally, I'm speaking in generalities, but and one is the innocence of a kid who just wants the toy to play with it. They they're going to open the box and just they're going to have at it, it, right? Yeah, like any other toy. And the other is people that almost trade these for a living. They either trade them. In the sense of, you know, tra- value trading a commodity, yeah. right. Or they uh, collect them and they hang on to them. They get them autographed. They bother people to get the autograph. But the, I mean, it is like collecting autographs anyway. It it's, is. It's the same concept. It's the same concept. Or, or trading cards or whatever. But the manufacturers and their respective marketing divisions obviously caught on to this at an early time because now they release things with the express intent to become collectibles. They're even in a pose in the box now like to just say like look like this is never meant to be opened but can i ask you a question and and maybe i'm naive and i am so i want to clarify this because if anyone out there is a collector i do not mean this from any point of malice but what do you do what i can see i'm really asking what what i can see like for example I, i watched some twitch streams and you know they're not hardcore collectors but they're guys that have a memory of a toy or two just like you have a donatello up here right sure it's a particular action figure or character that they grew up and liked and they put them on a shelf somewhere and they just put it with all their other kind of collectible stuff oh i don't mean those that that hang on to them for treasure i'm talking about is this basically a a side business for people oh you mean the the raw collectors like the guys really wheeling and dealing that's what i'm talking about that's what that is right is i'm really not trying to be naive I, well, I think they're is, selling right? them to the casual guy who likes right. Alien or whatever, right? Or Predator or one of those or, or, yeah. or, or Donatello or whatever, right? It's yes. like like they're selling them to the, that guy. They're just hoarding like, that's what I you mean. know, all the like, and they're getting like the first editions like as right. they come out. And these are the guys that are probably on the sites like looking, okay, what's the release date on the newest Ric Flair classic right. figure or whatever. But the manufacturers know this. Right. So they're really playing. It's all like, is it a racket? Is it classified no, no. as a racket? I don't know. It, it it's only as valuable as people will pay for as it. as a demand, right? And so, then why is there the demand? I think there's a demand. I think it's two things. I think it's what we talked about how the, the, the action figures came to prominence in the '80s and '90s, and so did all these cartoons and properties mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Yep. And I think, I mean, you and me both 
have our favorite characters and stuff like that. I mean, I think there's just a there's an attachment to that, right? It's like as you get older, you're not a kid anymore. You have money. You might have some disposable income. You might say, "Man, I really liked that figure when I was a kid." Yep. Well, I you know I make money at my work. Honestly, like you look at the prices on these things comparatively. The, the collectible ones are what, like a hundred bucks or something like that? Oh, I don't know what they are. You know, I mean, uh, the, not the super rare ones, but say you just want a standard, like, you know, of something that you really liked, sure. right? Mm-hmm. I'm assuming that it's in that in that ballpark, right? In Probably. the hundreds of dollars, not the, not the thousands. Not the thousands, right? yeah. So if you have disposable income and maybe it's a guy's wife's, you know, Christmas gift to him or, okay. you know, something okay. like that, it's sure. like... Uh, you know, I know you really liked uh, Donatello growing up or whatever, so I got the first edition off, you know, eBay okay. for you or something. So that's fair. I'm not putting this down. I just want to be, I wanna be very about. clear. Yeah. I want to be extremely clear that yeah. I'm not putting it down. It's with comic book collectors. It's the same. I think same it's... Same principle. I think it's all the same thing. I, the same I mean, psychology. Even, even down to, like, Pokemon cards, because now, believe it or not, the Pokemon yeah. cards are now old. And yeah, they, they, they are. they've come to the point where... There's collectors of that, but not in the sense of like how kids used to collect it when we were growing up. Yes. It's in a sense of like, oh my God, I remember Pokemon cards. Like these people are now 30 something. That's fine. Yeah. You know, like, wouldn't that be cool to have an old deck of Pokemon cards, right? Are you telling me Pogs are coming back next, Quinn? I think there's people that collect those already, John. Oh, they are. Yeah. And Tamagotchi. Right. And I'm not putting down collecting because I, myself, and an enthusiast about audio equipment, for yeah. example, and I have an interest. So I get it. I mean, believe, I get it. You know what's kind of funny about it, Joe? That, what is that? You know, now that the figures of our youth are old now, right? Yeah. But I remember when I was a kid that there was almost jokes on sitcoms about how first edition Barbies and G.I. Joes were super valuable. Yeah. Right? Even in, in the 80s and 90s, right? So it, it, it's now just shifted. It's 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 the same mentality. My mom had a Gumby and Pokey from the 60s. Exactly. That yeah. she was very proud of. You exactly. Know, it's like, I kept thing. it, right? It's yeah. like, it, it's it's all the same and it's just going to keep going. The, the figures they make now will 30 years from now be, Wow. Remember that one? And I guess right. they'll hold special memories for those that experienced them at the time in yeah. some way, shape, or form. And that's all we were getting at with that. I, I want to just be very clear. This is to celebrate the action figure, mm-hmm. to celebrate the collectible aspect of it as well. Right. I, I'm not putting that down. It's just fandom. That's, it's just all, fandom. that's all it is. It's just fandom. It, it's a certain type of fandom. It's a certain. It, it's just like guys who collect video games sure. or, or other things. It's I, the same thing. I, I was speaking more of the... The, uh, the wheel and dealing yeah, side the wheel and dealing. Yeah. Those guys are. I don't know. I get the that. fandom. Yeah, I'm not yeah. unclear about the fandom, but right. uh, folks, we hope that you have some fandom mm-hmm. for acid wash memories, and we hope that you have enjoyed this fun. We hope celebration about action figures again, not an all encompassing exhaustive list of every figure. Mm-hmm. We we don't have time. For we, that, we, we, can't. we can't. We can't do can't. it. So feel free to mention what your favorite figures were. Uh, feel free to let us know anything that we might have not discussed. Again, I'm sure we missed something. Yeah, and it wasn't on purpose. It was, no harm intended here. Mm-hmm. Let us know that on Twitter, at AWM Podcast. And of course, join our group if you have a Facebook and talk to us there. But Quinn, as we say around here, it figures that we will be back next week. Yeah, we always say it figures. We always say that for yeah. something completely different until that time. Thank you so much for being with us here. Have a good week. Have a good day. Whatever you do. I am Joe Morata. That is Michael Quinn. And we will see you next week for more Acid Washed Memories. See ya. Like what you heard? Be sure to leave a review and subscribe on your favorite podcast app. 
Fui. We'll see you next week. 